0: You're welcome. Okay. Well, um, let's, uh, let's get started, I guess. Um, any other announcements that we've got? James, we got anything from the church we need to announce um, start your recorder when you're ready. Start the recorder when you're ready. Uh, yeah. Okay. What? Uh, yeah. Let's see here. Let me make sure I can mute everybody here. Um, um, Start this. All right. Seems like it's gone. Okay. What questions do you have? None, None at all, making perfect <laughs> sense. Got it all.
1: <laughs> I have one. It's probably, the dumbest question.
0: probably not. Um, I might have the dumbest answer ever, that's but it's probably that's not that's the dumbest question. Right. So,
1: <laughs> God is all knowing, and He's been all knowing since day one. Why I mean, create a knowing are of stupid stuff? Why like, why not just create the heavens and the earth and have all the beautiful things and leave the people out? Because the cows, <laughs> the
0: cows
1: don't cause
0: you problems. Know? Some cows, if you own cows, you know some cows do cause, cause problems.
1: You cause problems.
0: That's why I don't counsel. I, so I, no, I mean, if he knows, why do
1: you? Know?
0: Okay. So um, why if God is all knowing, all powerful, um, um, why allow evil? Well, why create people?
1: Why, why create?
0: create people? Yeah, no, That's a good question. Why create Why create some of you people? <laughs> that's, <laughs> anyway, That's my question. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, could you hear that? Everybody hear that? Okay, Greg, you got that? You're on line. Um, basically, it's, yes. it's 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 this is not a new question. It's as old as man. Uh, why sin? Why sickness? Why if God is all knowing, uh, if God is love, this is usually how it's framed. Why does He allow this? not just
1: even why even
0: create people at all. Well, it's Yeah, why create yeah,
1: why, uh, why are we here? Because he knew like um,
0: just yeah, He knew we were Yes. Well, could he have created us to not be evil?
1: But if he did that, would we have to...
0: oh. Okay, so okay. So this is a All right, so let's talk about this. So so this what this brings in to um End of the discussion is man's free will. Usually, this is how it's framed man's free will versus God's sovereign, right? Is that how you usually have understood this or thought about this? Um, as if they are contradictory. Let me ask you this let's, let's just think together. When did man's free will begin? In the very
1: beginning.
0: Was man born with Free will. Yes. Yes. Was that a good thing? Yes.
1: Yes. Well, it doesn't make us robots then. Right?
0: Yeah. It was well. Yeah. Adam was created. Uh, Adam and Eve were created with free will. Okay. What freedom did they have? They
1: could run around in the garden and
0: um, Okay. What else?
1: They were not to eat off of fruit yeah, right. so they had that. Cool.
0: Yeah, so they were told to not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay. Um why not? In that, okay.
1: in, that day, in that day that they did
0: uh, sure. they Okay. So in the day that they ate of the tree, they would sure yes. them. That, that's how um in the Hebrew construction, it couldn't be stronger. There's no way to say it more strongly uh, than um, literally dying, you will die. Uh, Translated, you will surely die. In the day that you eat it, you will surely die. Okay. Um, So let's, let's see if we can ask the Bible, see if the Bible will answer our questions. Why did God make man? let us make man in our image. image what does that mean like him in what way is man like was adam created to be like god was was adam created to be omniscient was no, created
1: for god's creation this god is over everything he is sovereign man
0: okay so what does image mean we, we say that all the time but I want to flesh that out what does it mean to be made in God's image um, go to uh let me show you a verse that pastor uh, touched on in this sermon go to uh, Hebrews chapter uh, chapter 1 <laughs> Yep, Hebrews chapter one. Let me see if I can uh, get my computer working and screen share and all that stuff. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Let me show you a couple uh, a couple things here. Uh, uh, Let us make man in our selim. Selim is the word. This is uh, so. Stay there in Hebrews chapter one. I'll get to you in just a second. Okay. Um, uh, Selim is the word. Uh, Let me pull up also. The Septuagint, the Septuagint is the Greek translation of the Hebrew Bible, okay? Uh, Let us make man in our, uh, according to our uh, Selim is the word in Hebrew, the word in Greek is icon. You know this word, icon. Um, iconic that, that type of thing that God creates man to be in his icon, in his image. Now, after the fall, after the flood, or I'm sorry, after the fall, um, this word icon, selim, disappears from describing man. Um, the only time that you see selim or icon used in the Greek uh, translation icon or the Hebrew Old Testament is in reference to you shall make no graven image. Yes, graven image. Um, it was the um, the pagans who would make images of God out of wood and stone, and then they would worship that that graven image. Okay. Um, But there was to be no image in the temple uh, in Israel. Why not? What was made in the? What was to be made in the icon, selim of God? Man was. Man's not after the fall. Man's not. Any guess? And when this word shows back up in reference to a man, Christ, he is the icon. He is the image. Um. And in uh, Hebrews chapter uh, chapter one, God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets, many portions in many days, in his last days has spoken through his son or in son, literally, uh, who is the, they translated, uh, appointed all things, uh, through him, all things were made. Verse three, uh, who is the radiance of his glory uh, and the, how do they say this? Exact representation. Uh, do you see this word right here? I want you to sound this word out. Let me uh, tell you what these Greek letters are. This is uh, the, this is a chi a ch sound. A. The p is actually an r sound. A, k, t. Long you know, a sound. Mm-hmm. R. Character. character. He is the exact character of the word. A tool for. Uh, a tool for engraving character. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing there. Um, At the very bottom. That's how they're translating character, but that's where we get the word character, right? That that Christ is the exact representation of the character of the Father. He is the exact image. He is the true image bearer, and man fails. Adam fails, Uh, and so the last Adam is the exact representation of the character of the father. So through one man, sin entered the world, and so death, and so death spread to all men. This is uh, Paul's argument in Romans chapter five and first Corinthians chapter 15, John's argument uh, in uh, first John three. But through the righteous act of one, the righteous act of one righteous man, one image bearer, uh, life was given to all who, all who what, believe. All who believe, right? Okay, no. Uh, let's go back to God. So this character. Uh, so it's not uh, God creates man not to be like him in the, in his essence, in his attributes all knowing that's omniscient or all powerful. Um, certainly that, that's not us. <laughs> not that. um, I pulled my calf jogging. <laughs> this is the saddest thing ever. Um, it was, well, it's, it's yeah. You um, <laughs>
1: learn to stop doing
0: things. Well I stopped immediately when I felt it and I'm like, hey, anyway. Uh, so we're not all knowing. <laughs> Uh, we're not all-powerful. Uh, what else? What are the other? Omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent. omnipresent. Yeah, we're not omnipresent. Is Christ omnipresent?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> what does it mean for the infinite to take on the finite? thought isn't it so when christ takes on flesh he takes on he is in a place now from from the time that he takes on flesh uh he is fully god fully man uh so omnipresence is not the same as omniscience so he is at the right hand of the Father now. So
1: it's not quite easy to limit them to God because when he was in the flesh on earth, he did not know a lot although the things were revealed to him. So they were revealed by the Father to him because he was doesn't want
0: except the Father. Uh, uh, and you know, to whom he reveals it to the Son. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So these are these are questions that um that systematic theology has dealt with, biblical theology has dealt with. But back to the uh, 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 point of this, this character, okay? So, so it's not God's attributes, and even the attributes, you can't go to a list anywhere in the Bible and get the list of God's attributes. We read the story and conclude that he is all-knowing, uh, he's all-powerful, Right, these are conclusions we come to. Um, But uh, what's at issue here and why God makes man is to be an image bearer, that is, to represent his character. Um, The law reveals the character of God. Yes, if you wanna know what God cares about, you read the Old Testament, you read the law. one of the professors says this, the law was written for one man. What does that mean? Does that make sense to you? The law was written for one man. Um, Jesus is going to say this, if I had not come, they would have no sin. Does the law condemn every man? Except one. The law was written to identify one man, to disqualify all others and to identify one. How does, how does, how is the one identified? The one being Christ. How is Christ identified? Okay, uh, so he, through his works and his words. So uh, out of the mouth fills, uh, comes that which fills the heart. So the character is revealed in the words. And so Christ is going to be evaluated by not only his works, what he does, the miracles that are foretold, the, the character that he has. It's not just the miracles, it's things like caring for the, the widow whose son has died. Right? Raises the son from the dead, from the dead. Uh, but also his words, does he speak the words of the father? Of course he does, because he has the character of the father. Okay, um, so the one who has this perfect character dies to redeem the those who don't have the perfect character. So you've got shot, this character that's shot through. How's it going to get fixed? resurrection from the dead, a new creation, we will be like him. In what way? All of a sudden we'll be omniscient? No. no. This is to uh, remake this heart, this character that is shot through. Okay? Now, um, so, so let's focus on this character question. What is God like character-wise? Not omniscient, omnipresent, you know. But what is he like? What's his character like? Loving. Is he just loving? Yeah. He's a wrath. Of, yeah, yeah. So is there a passage that not only should we go to, but do all of the prophets go to? Exodus 34, six and seven. He reveals himself to Moses. He hides Moses in the cleft of the rock and then he passes by. Uh, and he declares his character to Moses. Let's see if this is going to cooperate with us today. Uh, and I guess we can probably get rid of the Septuagint for this part of it. Uh, so the uh, the Lord passed uh, by before His face, literally, and uh, uh, the Lord called the, the Lord God. Uh, so the Lord said, "The Lord, uh, the Lord God, Rahum, uh compassionate, compassionate." Um. And gracious. Um, this is the word, pain or Hannah. Uh, Hannah, Hannah's name. Mercy or grace. This gets to the, really the core issue, doesn't it? Uh, God created man to be like Him, but if God is merciful and there is no reason to show mercy, then how does the created one understand what mercy is? If there's no offense, if there's no wrong, there's no cause for mercy. There's no cause for compassion. There's no cause for grace. Grace can only be extended when an offense has occurred, then if there is no offense, if there's no fall, if there's no fall of mankind, then how is it that man will know about God's mercy? He wouldn't know. He couldn't know. or his compassion. So he's compassionate uh, uh, and he is Gracious, and he is. I love this. Uh, it's translated about uh, slow to anger. It, literally, he's long nosed. Now, what is that long nose? It doesn't mean he's Pinocchio, it means it takes him a long time to snarl his nose. You know, get mad like it takes a long time. How uh, slow to anger is the Lord? This whole story reveals the slowness to anger of the Lord. How much patience does he show towards Israel? How much patience does he show towards you? Or me, or whatever? How many times does he forgive? what, like seven?
1: seven
0: times. Uh, no, keep going, Peter. <laughs> keep going, right? Who might that um, involve forgiving? Do you know where Peter gets this seven times and where Christ's response 70 times seven comes from? It comes from Genesis chapter 4, right? Right? Uh, Cain is judged seven times, if Cain is judged seven times, and Lamech is judged 70 times seven, Lamech is a pretty worthless soul. I mean, he's killing people and multiplying wives, and, and he is the prototype for what causes everybody to get judged in the flood, right? And so the Lord is compassionate, and he's gracious, and he's slow to anger abounding in, then this word that, that uh, is, if, if you had to pick one word uh, that is at the core of the character of God, this is it, it's chesed, is, is the word chesed. Um, and there's really no way to translate it. There, no translation captures it because we relate it to what we do. So it'll be translated loyal love or loving kindness or something like that. Um, it is always tied to a covenant. Uh, well, it's tied to the covenant of the Lord. The Lord has set his affection upon Israel. right? Uh, and he has chosen to love them. Not because they deserve it, nor did they earn it. So this is not reciprocal in any way, shape, or form. See, and so when we think about love, it's it's a reciprocal. This isn't it. That that reciproc reciprocality is not doesn't have anything to do with this word. Mm-hmm. It is God's loyal, unconditional, in spite of. The one he set his affection upon, love. Um, At his expense, always. For the benefit of the recipient, always. Right? Um, Does Israel reject the Lord? Yes. Yes. Do they follow their gods? Yes. Yes. Does he kill them for? And then what does he do? Yeah, he, he's gonna he's gonna raise them back. I mean, his 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 loving kindness is everlasting, abounding in loving kindness and truth. Um, truth. Define that. Who do, who gets to define truth? God is truth. What what does that mean? God is truth. It's, It's a, if we were mathematicians, we would write God equals truth. Does that make sense? Just like we would say God equals love. You cannot change the definition of love to make it your definition. If God equals love, then love is him. It is his character. You don't get to define these terms. You don't get to change them. It doesn't matter what you think, right? So truth is truth revealed, personified in in the person of Christ. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That is the that's the truth. Okay. Um, And so if there were no fall, uh, you wouldn't know about God's compassion or his demand that since you've been given compassion, you are to give it. Since you've been shown uh, mercy or grace, you are to give it because judgment will be Merciless on those who show no mercy. See, so you've been given mercy, so you give it. Why? Because he's creating image bearers. Right? You've been the recipient recipient of the, Now, if you don't understand how much mercy you've been given, we have a problem, right? Which is why the church continually the gospel is not something you believed once and then walked away from, right? It is. Um, it is something that that the believer has to return to daily. Um, you may think you know about your depravity. You don't. You're worse than you thought. Um, even your good stuff is worthless. <laughs> I like how one of the professors says he says, Jesus died for your good stuff too. Because <laughs> those are the things you take pride in, right? Oh, look at me. Look how merciful I was to that person who didn't deserve mercy. Uh huh. You know what you call that? That's called sin. <laughs> when you start to say, oh, I'm so merciful, yeah, you're not that merciful. All right? Uh, and so, um, so has God been compassionate? and gracious, and slow to anger, and abounding in loving kindness, uh, keeps his loving kindness for the thousands, who forgives iniquity. Forgives it. Wipes it off the ledger. Do you forgive iniquity? Or do you say you forgive but hold the grudge still? forgives, uh, iniquity, transgression. Have you been wrong? Of course. More than you've wronged God. Of course not. So why are you holding a grudge? Why do we hold grudges? Because our character isn't his character. We are shot through to the core. Okay? Um, the more often you return to this list, the more you and reflect upon it, the more you will realize you don't have this character. you want it but you don't have. It. And the only way you're going to get it is you got to get this thing shot. You've got to go to the dirt and raised altogether different
1: No. What would you long for? for you. Right? But, um, but Adam and Eve were walking around. They were, they were, they were walking around. So, if you were all that continued that way, he would still know God and they
0: love You wouldn't know His mercy.
1: I, I mean, and I guess the question is, why put the tree there? Why not just
0: create because? The uh, world?
1: Well, yeah.
0: Because again, the, the purpose of creation is not for us to be happy. The purpose for creation was to create image bearers. But
1: why? You, why would he? Then
0: he had to show why how he was merciful and was okay. Let's, let's back up. So uh, define love. No. Without the fall, define love.
1: Wait, question.
0: Yeah. I, I
1: heard a long time ago, and I can't remember the question. The reason God created man was because of Satan's rebellion. And in order to show the absolute um love and worship God who created man to show that man could choose to love and worship God, whereas Satan chose to rebel against God. In order for God to be to show his justice Satan to Satan, could be Satan for his choice, we had to raise up I don't
0: know if that's the whole story, but that's, that's okay, so, so let's let's interact with this. Okay, so let me restate this for people online. So some have taught that uh, the reason why God created man was because of Satan's rebellion and to prove something to Satan, basically. Okay, turn to Ezekiel chapter twenty-eight. Okay, uh, Ezekiel chapter twenty-eight, and let's uh, Ezekiel chapter twenty-eight. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel. And let's pick it up in um, verse 11. And let's see if that fall of Satan before the creation of man holds water. Again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, 28-11, Son of man, that's the Lord talking to Ezekiel, take up a lamentation over the king of Tyre and say to him, Thus says the Lord God, you had the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Was the king of Tyre in Eden? No, no. So, what are we talking about here? And through the story, uh, it is Satan ruling over, running the nations and running the kings of the nations. Okay, so this isn't just talking about the king of Tyre, and it's not talking about the king of Tyre at all. It's talking about Satan, the one who's controlling the king of Tyre. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering, the ruby and the topaz and the diamond, the barrel and all of the list, right? Um, all of the settings, you, they were your settings and your sockets was in you. On the day that you were created, they were prepared. You were the anointed cherub who guards guards what? Or covers, they translate it covers, but it's actually shamar to guard. He was placed in the garden to guard the garden. Yeah. Um, I placed you there. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked in the midst of the stones of fire. You were blameless in your ways. From the day you were created until unrighteousness was found in you. By the abundance of your trade, you were internally filled with violence, and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you as profane from the mountain of God. I have destroyed you, O covering cherub, or guardian cherub. From the midst of the stones of the fire, your heart was filled up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom by reason of your splendor, and I cast you to the ground and put you before kings. What was in the garden that was cast to the ground? The The serpent. Satan taking the form of the serpent. How do we know this is Satan taking the form of the serpent? Well, several places. Uh, Revelation chapter 12, by the end of the story, makes it absolutely explicit that Satan, the serpent of old, the devil who was in the garden, was cast to the ground. Uh, I put you before kings that they may see you. Right. Uh, this. Uh, so the fall of Satan did not happen before creation. Satan was a guardian angel and he was a created being. When was he created? Um, uh, the uh, the hosts, the day that the Lord created the hosts, these are the uh, the heavens and their hosts. Uh, the hosts are the, um, the hosts, the Sava'ot is the hosts. Uh, Sava'ot is the armies of God. Okay. Um, in the book of Job, it explains that the, the stars Um, and the angels are one and the same. Don't ask me how, that's what it says, okay? And so the angels were created, uh, as was man during the seven days of creation. And so the fall of Satan did not happen before creation. That is a, that teaching is some goofy made up teaching, Uh, Goes along with the gap theory that there was a fall of creation before this creation, and Satan, you know, you know all that. It's 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 a it's a way to try to to um, explain dinosaur bones. (laughs) It's really basically it's nonsense, Um, uh, and it doesn't fit with the scriptures. Not what scriptures teach. So, uh, so, back to the question of love, how would you define, how would Adam and Eve define love? And would the love of Adam and Eve be the love of the Lord, if not for the fall? It wouldn't be. Um, I, I'm reminded of, if, if you have kids, it's the same thing, right? You try to explain something to them and they say, they say yeah, yeah, I know, Dad, and, and you go, no, you don't, you don't know. All right, I remember one time I was uh, there was this uh, uh, this interview with uh, at the time I'm trying to remember it was the Saints coach. This was years ago, way, way before. Um, I can't remember his name, but anyway, um, the, the the media was interviewing him and asking him questions, and he said this. He said, "You think you know, but you don't, and you never will." Which is true, right? These these media folks—they never—they never been out there in the middle of the you know, NFL game, and you know, so so you think because you read uh, some Jim Moore, uh, some, uh Jim Moore, yeah, think because you <laughs> read some uh, uh, some you know, listen to some commentator or something, you you think you know? You don't. You don't. Uh, it's real easy. To, for example, you know, I, I know that uh, well, who's the Patriots quarterback now? Cam Newton. He's he's catching all kinds of grief right now because uh, he's not as good as Tom Brady. Basically. Well, let me tell you something. When you're standing there with you know JJ Watt types, uh, or and JJ the JJ Watt types aren't the ones that hurt you. It's the one, you know, the six foot seven, 300 pounders, they're not the ones that hurt you. It's the six foot two, 240 pound guys coming at you at about four three and you don't see them coming. Those are the ones that'll end your career for you. All right, try not to pay attention to those guys. Looking through this with guys going like this and trying to throw it to one of those guys. I remember one time when I was in Cincinnati uh, one of our receivers was complaining and so we ran a reverse pass and he got we were playing Kansas City chiefs this is back when they had Neil Smith and Derek Thomas and they were the best defense in the league or at least one of them he he yeah he wasn't see. getting the ball and all that stuff and you know can't like <laughs> and uh, and there's of course we couldn't block anybody I mean our we couldn't stop a hard marching band you know um, and uh and so he got hemmed up in the pocket and and they're flying all around him, and he just takes the ball and just chunks it, and throws it up in the air, deep down the middle, and it's a jump ball interception. And uh, uh, they, you know, it wasn't intercepted; they knock it down. He's back in the huddle. He comes straight to him. He says, "I will never criticize again. Don't ever call that play again." Right? <laughs> well, you know, you think you know, but you don't, and you never will. See, so what we do is we define the terms in our way. Oh, I'm compassionate. No, you're not. No, you're not. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pretty patient with people. You're not patient with people. I'm not. I'd certainly be more patient if they were less stupid, see? So I'm not a good, I'm not a good one to be God, because I wouldn't tolerate this. I'd have, I'd have zapped, zapped everybody. I mean, there's people that just great me to no end. I was telling, we were at dinner last night, I told, if I ever see that Cuomo guy, that governor guy, oh. I'm going to punch him in the mouth. I'm going to prison. I'm telling you, because I'm going to take a swing at it. Unless it's a bat, right? That well, person. that's hardly Christian, <laughs> but nonetheless. Well,
1: I'll come together
0: and take Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you see the point that um, it's very simple and easy for us to be prideful. Um, and so uh, one, of, one of our professors explains it this way. God is not like you. He is nothing like you. No, no, no. God is not like you at all. Christ is not like you at all. It's a, it is in a whole different category. It is, he's a holy other, he is set apart. And so what you experience probably at your Thanksgiving dinner or whatever, he ain't anything like that. (laughs) He's nothing like you, he's nothing like me. Right, um, but by no means does he leave sin unpunished. Now, how do you balance those two things?
1: Had he not created us, we would have had to deal with it. Why didn't he even, in the very, very, very beginning, why didn't put man on the earth have to explain his mercy, have to forgive sin, have to do all that? Why just
0: I wouldn't have done done it.
1: I mean, I don't think we really know they create
0: he- a bunch of headaches like you people, I'm telling you, I get tired of you people. I'm sure that if I was God, I'd get tired of so you I people. No. I was told the answer to that question that he wanted That, see, yeah. The, uh, yeah. yeah, there's all kinds of these. Uh, he doesn't need your help. He, That's We're so not helping. I, mean, we
1: don't, I don't think
0: we really know the answer. Well. I guess the, the extent to which you can understand God's character, the extent to which you understand, if, if if his decree is let us make man in our image, this is the only trail we can go down. If, if this is what he's like, compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness and truth, um, then the only way for him to fill his build a creation with those like him, is for him to show you what these things mean. How mercy, how compassionate, how gracious, how slow to anchor, but by no means, leave seven points. So how do you
1: express love and, love and
0: like Right. And set your affection upon And- That
1: implies uh, that he's has a need. I don't
0: think we know why he said let us make that our energy. We don't It does. Uh, I'm not. You're not hearing what I'm saying. <laughs> Turn to Romans chapter 9. <laughs> <laughs> Romans chapter 9. Here's the answer. Well, Paul Paul's going to walk you down the trail and then not answer it, but I want you to hear it. There we go. Romans chapter 9. I think we did this a couple weeks ago, but we're right back to it. I'm
1: um, <laughs> yeah. um,
0: um, so, so in chapters 2 through chapters 11, Paul is explaining why... Israel has rejected the Lord. And since Israel has rejected the Lord, at least most of Israel, there's still a believing remnant. Has the word of God failed? He says it has not, right? It is not as though the word of God has failed. 9 6. For they are not all Israel who are descended from Israel. Neither are they all children because they are Abraham's descendants. But through Isaac your descendants shall be made. That is, it is not the children of the flesh who are children of God, but the children of the promise are regarded as descendants. For this is the word of promise. At this time, I will come and Sarah will have a son. It's Genesis 18, verse 10. And not only this, but there was Rebecca also, when she uh, conceived twins by one man, our father Isaac, Uh, For though the twins were not yet born, and had not yet done anything good or bad. In other words, there's nothing they could base their merit, you know, they had no merit before the war. They were not born before they had done anything good or bad, in order that God's purposes, according to his choice, might stand. Not because of works, but because of him who calls it was said to her, the older will serve the younger. Just as it is written, Malachi 1-2, Jacob I have chosen to set my affection on, I loved. Esau have I hated. And many have tried to change that word to mean something hated. God's wrath is on Esau and his affection is on Jacob. Why? it was God's choice, period. What shall we say then? There is no injustice with God, is there? Uh, is God just? Uh, God equals just. So the reason it's just is cause God does it, Not because you like it or agree with it. You don't get to set what's just and what's not just. Yes.
1: So is
0: there, after the fall, that you will? Yeah, we'll we'll turn to that. Yeah, we'll turn to that. Um, What shall we say then? There's no injustice with God, is there? May it never be. For he says to Moses, you're not going to like any of this, by the way. And we'll talk about why. He says to Moses, I will have mercy upon whom I will have mercy and I will have compassion upon whom I will have compassion. So then, it does not depend upon the man who wills or upon the man who runs, but on God who has mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, for this very purpose I raised you up to demonstrate my power in you, that by my name, that my, I'm sorry, that my name might be proclaimed throughout the whole earth. So then, He has mercy on whom he desires. And he hardens whom he desires. You'll say to me, well, then why does he still find fault? Wait a second. If he just picks who he wants to pick and chooses who he chooses and gives mercy to them and doesn't give mercy to others, and there's nothing you can do about it. It doesn't depend upon the man who wills or on the man who runs, but on God who has mercy, then why does he still find fault? for who can resist his will? Not a bad question. On the contrary, Paul says, who are you, O man, to answer back to God? The thing molded will not say to the molder, why did you make me like this, will it? Does not the potter have right over the clay? To make from the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for common use? What if God, although willing to demonstrate his wrath and to make his power known, Endured with much patience, vessels of wrath prepared for destruction, <clears throat> and he did so in order that he may make known his glory upon the vessels of mercy. Make his glory known. <clears throat> uh, what is his glory? What does that mean? His character known. What's he like? Compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in nature, which he prepared beforehand for glory. Even us, whom He called, not only from among the Jews, but also from among the Gentiles, as he says in o Hosea, and he uh, goes through this. So, um, so the, why does the Lord do what the Lord does? Because he's the Lord, and he gets to do what he wants to do. And if you don't like it, when you're God, you can do your own thing. Until then, you're not. Now, let's talk about free will. Um, So, in light of this passage, can man choose God? No. God sets his affection. God sets his mercy. God has mercy upon whom he has mercy. And if you don't like it, fill out your complaint and put it in the box. God chose
1: Israel.
0: Exactly. His choice. Why? Because he did. Right. Right? It it comes back to God is God and you're not. Now, that's a big statement. Because what happened at the fall? What was the enticement of Satan? You can be like like God. God. You get to pick good and evil, you get to define right and wrong, and beauty and ugly, and love and hate, and justice and injustice. And then you'll say things like, I would never serve a God who would do that. And what you will do then is you will create a God in your image, according to your likeness, and then worship that God. Let me say it differently. You worship a God like you and then worship yourself.
1: So, but still, when you get down to it, the answer, such as, that's a chair it's made out of plastic, it's iron, you know, yeah. right. mm-hmm. I remember, I was teaching third grade Sunday school, and the kids say, What's you know, they say we have a free will, but then it talks about God predestined. and How do you work
0: well, wow. so, well, so you can choose to reject God, however you want to reject Him. Knock yourself out, send it up. But unless God intervenes, unless He sets His mercy upon you, your free choice will always lead to death.
1: Basically, uh, just two choices
0: but 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 worship him on his terms for his glory for his attributes for his character it is not worshiping the lord to remake his character into yours or change his definitions you don't get to pick i don't get to pick um, we don't get to um, to define love or change it or change what God loves or doesn't love or love in a way different than God loves and then claim that it's love. It's something, but it's not love.
1: And so are you saying you make a choice to accept Christ? Art is. that is
0: classification that the Spirit of the Lord moved to convict you of your sin to convince you that Jesus was the Christ and so you believe right? now um, did someone pray for you yes okay why did they pray? because the Spirit moved them to pray. You know, so I don't I, get any of
1: this. When I went down, I, I was 10 years old a Baptist church. I don't remember anything about the sermon. I just knew that I could not stay where I was. I had to go down and talk to the pastor. That was a compelling thought. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my choice. I, I mean, I obviously, I moved. But, so I guess, you know. That, that's it. That's what's hard because like I I haven't quite brilliant really understanding that when she was, old, was in Texas um, you know, she like, thing, but since now she's in a way way, she's a in we and totally different and yet I pray that
0: something so hard. yeah Here's the best analogy I got. Okay, it's limited and it's not very good, but it is the best I got. I've thought about this for years. Okay, Um, Um, in in our ranch, we built uh, we've got uh, some horse pastures, right, and then we've got a round pen, and there's gates on the round pen. Okay, now uh, if you know anything about horse training, and you know what a round pen does, horses basically what a round pen does is it they're, they're, they can't get away from you. Okay, uh, there's no escape. The gates are shut. The fence is high. It's me and you, horse. Now, um, I, I got. I, I chose you, horse, and I drove you into the brown pen. Okay, now it's just a matter of time. Just a matter of time. Um, For those who are, uh, those horses that are uh, pretty quick to uh, very definite, it it doesn't take many laps. For some of them, it takes take a while. Some of them might take a really long time, but one thing's for sure, they all give in. It's just a matter of time. it the choice—it's some sense, but it wasn't the horse's choice to get into that round pen. I could have left that horse out there in the field, and it wouldn't have mattered. But once I picked that horse and got that horse in the round pen, it was over. And now, so we go around and around, around, around and around uh, and around, and say, "Okay," he says, "Okay," then uh, we're good. All right, we're good. And all of a sudden they rebel. Well, guess what? We go back to Latin. Right? let we kick them out of there. We'll go out there and they have an attitude. Well, guess what happens? Back to the round pen. Back to the round pen. Right? That's the, only, that's the best analogy I got of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So, he says, so good. Time to come into the round pen.
1: So, I guess where you're also just explaining why God hasn't in the world. Today.
0: <laughs> yeah, some of us, all of us are all that's okay. All right. That's exactly right. And so, um,
1: do you think everybody?
0: Some perish he has mercy upon whom he has mercy.
1: If they died before?
0: Yeah, they died before they were so so the, So so what can we do uh from uh, from our perspective? Uh two things, three things. Um pray for people. Yeah, pray that the that the, the that they would be the Holy Spirit, that God through his spirit would convict them of their sin uh, i don't know how this works but the bible teaches that somehow god is moved through the prayer of a righteous man a righteous man now uh, i'm convinced that um, those prayers do not come from yourself the spirit moves you to pray you pray when the Spirit, through your prayer, which the Spirit moved you to pray, convicts them of their sin, and convicts, the, convinces them that Jesus is the Christ, and they believe. It's all the work of the Spirit. This is how the ministry of the Spirit works in the body of Christ. Um, so you can pray. Second, you share the gospel. How will they believe unless they hear the gospel? And don't worry if it's not a very good presentation. I, I People have believed terrible gospel presentations. Doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be perfect. It won't be perfect. Um, something Jesus died on the cross for your sins, and if you believe you won't perish, but you'll return on a white horse and...
1: <laughs>
0: you'll be caught up in heaven, and you'll return on a white horse to wipe out. You know. who believes this stuff? I mean, it sounds ridiculous on the face of it. You want to be riding the white horse. You want to be riding. Uh, uh, so again yeah, you know, look, your gospel presentation won't be perfect. Jesus died for your sins, and the Spirit will go good enough. We can work with that. <laughs> right, and this person will be convicted of their sin, and and you know, uh, and then uh, the world will know that you are my disciples by the way that you. Now we better define that. What does that love look like? Compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness and truth, long-suffering, husbands. Love your wife as the marriage counselor told you to. Like, that's how it reads in Greek. No. Uh, Reciprocal love. See, no. As Christ loved the church. If you don't understand that, how do you understand what that's supposed to look like? Not that you can achieve it, because you won't. But at least you'll recognize that you're blowing it. And that will mean that you need more compassion, more grace, more mercy. And so you'll give it. So you've been given it, so you give it. Uh, And so this whole thing is a, um, when we say we're becoming like Christ, I don't even think people know what that means. They say it. We hear it in church all the time. I I don't think anybody knows what you're talking about. How are you becoming more like Jesus? You're not. I think we're becoming more and more convinced of our need to be like Jesus, his character. I'm never going to walk on the water. I'm never going to raise dead people. I'm never going to heal the blind. I'm never going to do the things that Jesus did. What I do recognize is I've been given mercy, so I need to give it.
1: Oh, yeah, said were outward,
0: well, and they're a reflection of the inward. Well, how's that inward going for you?
1: Well,
0: it's yeah, but but the, the, the but
1: you can't be all of like that outwardly.
0: You don't know. I know, but well, this goes back to Christ is altogether different, God is totally different from you, as is Christ. Okay. And so in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus preaches this sermon, and what's the point of the sermon? Simple. Therefore, you are to be perfect. As your Heavenly Father is perfect, you know, well, I'm not perfect. <coughs> exactly. So what
1: you said was, just reiterate: we're not kind of Christ-like, we're becoming aware of why we need Christ.
0: Yes, and yeah, and we recognize our need to be Christ-like. When's that going to come? Well, Only at his, Yeah. So you blew it. You go. All right. Blew it again. Uh, it's not shocking anybody, right? But it it's a, it, well. No. no what? It, the more you are aware of this gap between. God's character and yours. Hopefully, the response is, and this is the only way that you can actually do anything that's Christ-like. You recognize you need mercy, and so you give mercy. All right. Which is why all of the epistles, all of the gospels, um, the, the the Pharisee Jonah. Think of Jonah. Jonah loves it when he gets mercy you well, he's not willing to give it to anybody else. Well, that's a problem. All right? That will not go well for you. Doesn't mean you're not saved or you won't be in the Uh Your opportunity to represent Christ is today. How do you do that? You've been given mercy. Given. Uh, only when we do that are we in a very small way Representing the character of God.
1: Can we go back to the beginning
0: of Hebrews? For a yes. Beginning it of the says, Hebrews.
1: God says, let's make
0: man like our. Genesis 26. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Yes. I, who is God? If it's God and who? Uh, it's God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. Let us... The triune God hit "Make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let him rule." And so He made uh, Adam, male and female. He made them. So when the text oh, refers to Adam, it's referring to male and female as well as. Uh, is this making sense? So I don't see any way around the fall, and this. Path of history and creation, if the goal was for his created beings to become image bearers, to to begin to understand what his character is. Basically,
1: if you're saying it in another
0: way, I guess is we can't understand without the fall. But prior to the fall was there there wasn't a problem. Prior to the fall, they didn't understand. They didn't have the equipment either. In other words
1: They didn't they're
0: just No They weren't bearing God's they, were. they, they, they were they were in the garden going, Yeah, isn't this great? Uh hey God, you're with us, right? He says, You don't have the first call. He is altogether other. In the fall, you begin to see the character of God revealed. The first act of mercy is to cover them. The animal didn't think it was such a great act of mercy because the animal dies as a covering for them. Uh, But the uh, spotless animal, the perfect animal, dies. For the sins of the wicked. As a see how much will he tolerate from these people? Oh, that much? No, more than that. Keep going. Well, certainly it can't get worse. No, get worse. Keep Keep it gets worse. Keep going. It gets worse. Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, as bad as you can think, and worse, that's where it goes. And he is still
1: faithful.
0: There was no sin, but but did they know him? They knew him, but they didn't know his character. His character was not yeah, not a, yet been fully totally revealed. <laughs> but they did not know all of it,
1: and none of us. Throughout
0: all until the
1: end of the story, so, I mean, we no. talked about this before.
0: Right. Where this 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 was God's plan for the gift. Oh yeah, this God. isn't Plan B.
1: So, That's God. right. so they knew the part. They now know him. We'll know him. Before.
0: Yeah. So when we say what is God like, you're only ch- you're not going to figure out what God's like by going out there and looking at the stars or petting rocks or worshiping chickens or frogs or whatever, watching horses or. No, it's right here. God's character is revealed here. How patient is he with them? And then how patient is he towards you? Um, Sometimes I think people think, well, I'm just too wicked. I'm too evil. God can never forgive me for this. Um, Well, you're on. (laughs) Yeah. uh, At least you recognize a little more what you're dealing with, and he forgives even that. How, uh, Ephesians one four. 5, 4 Ephesians 1, 4. Yep. Uh, so turn to Ephesians chapter one. Okay. So remember that everything that happens. So so the question uh, online guys is uh, how does Ephesians one four fit in uh, with this? Um. So uh, everything that happens in uh, the epistles, everything that happens. Um, at any point in this story is a reflection on the whole of the story, okay? So notice that in Ephesians chapter 1, uh, verses uh, 3, all the way down through 14, is one sentence in Greek. So if you're an English teacher, um, this is actually not a run-on sentence. There's only one verb in the sentence, and the rest of it's, you know, participles and infinitives. And that part of okay, but it's one sentence in the Greek, okay? In this sentence, there are two groups of people, the us group and the you group. In fact, in the whole letter to the Ephesians, there are two groups, us Jews, you Gentiles. Paul is explaining to the Gentiles that y'all who are far off have been brought near. You Gentiles in the flesh, so-called uncircumcision by the so-called circumcision, this is in 2.11. Y'all we were at that time separate from Christ, separate from the commonwealth of Israel, having no hope without God in the world, uh, and so forth. Okay, So God is explaining that through Israel's rejection, God has taken the Gentiles who had no hope without God in the world. God didn't choose them. And now he is calling those, not only from among the Jews, but also from among the Gentiles, to bring them in to his body of Christ. And so in chapter 1, verses 4, all the way down through 14, the us group are the Jews. God, the Father, the Lord, who blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly, in Christ. And he chose us, Israel, in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. God is in the process of redeeming Israel, making these people, a people, a holy people, a kingdom of priests, a holy people under God. Just, uh, and he predestined us to adoption as sons. Adoption of sons, you can check, track that phrase down, he uses it in Romans, uh, Galatians, Ephesians. It always uh, re- uh, referring to Israel to whom belong the adoption of sons. Uh, to the, uh, through Christ Jesus, to himself. God sent Christ to die for Israel, to redeem Israel. And not only Israel, he died not only for our sins, John says, writing to Jews, but for the sins of the whole world. Uh, To the praise of his glory, in him we have redemption through his blood. We, Israel, have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses, he lavished them on us, He made known to us the mystery of his will. God didn't reveal himself to the Gentiles, he revealed himself to Israel. Um, With a view towards the administration, full of what we have obtained an inheritance, the inheritance all through the Old Testament is Israel's inheritance. Uh, To the end, verse 12, that we who were the first to hope in Christ, Israel was the first to hope in Christ, to the praise of his glory, in him y'all also, you Gentiles also, having listened to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having believed, y'all were sealed, in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, which was given to us, a promise to us, Israel, and you got it. So in chapter two, he's going to explain that uh, you Gentiles, that same blood of Christ that redeemed Israel, is the same blood of Christ that brought you who are far off, brought you near, right? Uh, Verse 13 to 13, but now in Christ Jesus, you who are formerly far off, have been brought near by that same blood of Christ. Who is our peace who made the both one? And so the predestination, election, all that stuff, uh, in Romans 8, in Ephesians 1, those passages are talking about Israel. They're not talking about the believer more general. That was
1: plan the foundation
0: of From the foundation of the world, he had uh, chosen to slay his son, who was uh, uh, sacrifice before the foundation of the world uh, through Israel to redeem the Gentiles, all for his glory. Okay. So that's a big plan. Been... Amen.
1: Amen. And amen. it's almost like
0: if my mind now, okay, here he is. Okay, let's,
1: let's play this little game and put us all out there. And they're sitting up there, done
0: stuff too. Like, look, I told you she. You can get into this mental gymnastics game. We're trying yeah. to figure out. Uh, the whole point is recognize you've been given mercy. How much more? More than you thought. Uh, and so give it. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your might, and. Of your neighbor yourself. Well, it keeps coming back to that, right? It's really not complicated. Very difficult to do, but not complicated, right? So, takeaways. Have you been given mercy? Yes. Is there anything you can do that will separate you from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus? Moses was a murderer. Paul is a murderer. He's been using. Worthless sinners, I uh, like it said this way, he's been hitting singles with, bro- with broken bats for a long time. Okay? <laughs> You're not worse than anybody else he's ever saved. Right? Um, he's given you mercy, so give yourself some mercy. Not a license, for sure. And then, since we're surrounded by idiots, Who need mercy? This one's for me. Remind yourself to give mercy because you were given it. Don't go on a rant, just do it in in private. (laughs) Picture fit in private. Show mercy to people, because you've been shown mercy. Right? Don't be a hypocrite. Good. Probably didn't answer your question, but it's the best I got. Yeah, yeah. And it'll, it'll go away and so we return back to the gospel again. Because we tend to think that we deserve mercy. We deserve the Lord. Look, look what I'm doing for you, though. I mean you you you, you don't have anything, no merit, nothing before the Lord. And he even saves Mike's and Jesse's. And klinglers and coonrods, and you. So we must have a sense of humor. Or his mercy runs pretty deep. Right? Let me pray for us. Lord, thanks for uh, our time for this discussion and for thinking through um, your character, how you love us, how you love how you show mercy, how you dealt with us patiently, with kindness. Uh, And uh, Lord, pray that that we would do the same. Uh, Forgive us of our sins and our shortcomings and the times we fail. It's in us. Lord, our desire is to be made new again, and that will only happen when your son comes. And so we wait for the day when we don't struggle all of these things. Until then, uh, we will rely upon your mercy. Uh, And through the ministry of your spirit, I pray that you would uh, empower us to give mercy to others who need it. In Christ's name, Amen. amen.